When you're splitting hairs with Mr. Clean, it's like getting head from a guillotine. Welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morrison, joined as always by the sexiest man in podcasting, Scott Haskin. How you doing, Scott? Well, thank you very much, Corey. I'm doing very well. Are you feeling all right? It sounds like I'm, you got a touch of laryngitis or something. I'm trying to live up to my title of sexiest man in, uh, in podcasting. Oh, I, I don't know if that's going to do you any favors, that voice, I tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, if uh, if people are turned on by the flu and there is a fetish for everything, I, I do believe that uh, then uh, then then I've just uh, attained a new group. And lost well, you know better than most. You live in Las Vegas. Uh, you probably see all sorts of different things on the strip that most normie folks don't. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing that I've seen the, in, in the eight plus years that I've lived here is there was a, you know, we have people that dress up in costumes and you can take pictures with them. And of course, they charge you ridiculous amounts to take those pictures. But there were uh, there were two of those. One was a guy dressed as Superman pressing a button to go up the elevator. And I'm like, I knew you couldn't fly. <laughs> Don't wear the shirt. And uh, the other one was this couple, uh, these two girls that were dressed as sexy cops out in front of the uh, Bellagio fountains. And this uh, this couple who had a, a dual stroller wanted to take pictures and they had the uh, sexy cops hold their children. And they took a picture of that, which I, I wonder how much therapy that will eventually uh, require. My goodness. All right. <laughs> Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, a place my children keep telling me they want to go visit. Uh, uh, maybe not at the moment, though. You're going through a little bit of a heat wave. Yeah, we've we've been on heat advisory since July 1st. Holy cow. <laughs> Which was fun because that was really the first day I had to go outside during the day. And I spent a good chunk of the day outside and it we were not ready for it. Uh, it was like uh, spring, 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 summer. <laughs> and it just happened to be on that day. It was well worth it because I uh, I was up in Boulder City and uh, there was a uh, a live broadcast of the Talk Scary to Me podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Harris and Scout uh, Taylor Compton from the Halloween movies and Boy Meets World and all kinds of stuff and uh, got to meet them and hang out with them and uh, attend the live podcast. It was a lot of fun. They've given me a couple of shout outs on the show, which I appreciated and uh, really cool people. I saw the picture you took with them and was, was instantly quite jealous because uh, that, that would have been a really fun show to go to, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. And then they they, uh, they put that out uh, a couple weeks ago and because um, that's uh, the patrons get the uh, the live broadcast. So you can actually tune in while they're doing the show. And then like a week or so later, it shows up on their regular podcast feed. Uh, yeah, just a lot of fun. Really cool people. Excellent. Well, uh, let's get back to our business at hand here, Mr. Haskin. And that yeah. is Aerosmith. But before we do that. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about our good friend Ken Knapsack, and specifically Ken Knapsack's Pop Rock and Radio, the big hits, album cuts, and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community, one of the best communities out there. And speaking of communities, Scott Haskin, tell the folks all about the Deep Dive Podcast Network. 
Well, aside from our friends at Sean Geek and Fast Fret, and of course, Eric at Booked on Rock, we've got an amazing array of podcasts in the Deep Dive Network, shows such as Backtracks Theme Music, which you might know a little something about, Corey, and another show like And the Podcast Will Rock, which you might know something about, Corey. Yeah, <laughs> and then, of course, we have Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered. T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, The Ultimate, Ozzy Podcast, Ozzy Osbourne, of course, not Ozzy and Harriet, Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, the Judas Priest Cast, North by South Podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What, the Tom Petty Podcast, the Seaside Pod Review, and Volume for All, the Rock Roulette podcast, and the short-lived but ever-loved Regarding Lulu. That's right. They're about to wrap up the Lulu experiment. I, I can't wait for that one, let me tell you. That has been quite the show. But more specifically, it's been quite the album. Yes. Well, it's such a bizarre concept that that album even came together, let alone that somebody did a podcast on it. How do you not love it? We don't, we don't have to worry about that here because we've got a pretty good band we cover here by the name of Aerosmith. You guys remember mixtapes? Uh, Scott's really old because he uh, referenced Ozzy and Harriet earlier, so he remembers <laughs> mixtapes, uh, as do I. But back in the day, kids, we actually had a cassette tape, and if you wanted to make a mixtape, you had to have one of those dual cassette recorders, and you had to actually manually edit your own little mixtape together. You fit about nine songs on a side. So that's what we're doing here. we got one mixtape. we got nine songs per side. Side A is all your favorite deep cuts. Side B is all of our favorite live, uh, not live, sorry, all of our favorite uh, uh, hits, uh, singles, that kind of thing. And we're endeavoring to come up with the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape. And right now, we have a dice. That's helping us decide what songs we're going to cover. Uh, currently on the dice, uh, Scott has three songs. I have three songs. Our former co-host and uh, bestest good buddy, John Mariano, uh, he was on the show for a while. You'll all remember. Um, he left a couple tracks on the dice. Scott and I have split those up so that we each have three. So currently on the dice, my songs are Jig Is Up from Rockin' a Hard Place, We All Fall Down from Music From Another Dimension, and Roadrunner from uh, Honkin' on Bobo. Scott Haskin has home tonight out of your head and the farm so scott haskin uh before we roll this thing is there anything in particular you'd like to hear you know the the fun thing for me is i don't know any of these songs so i'm going to go with the title that's standing out to me tonight and i'm going to go with the farm okay uh, the farm one of your selections that one be, would be all right there's a lot to talk about on that one i think uh, i'm gonna go with uh, roadrunner that's one of my favorite cuts off a of honking on bobo uh, i don't know what it is i'm just in kind of an old bluesy type of mood tonight so we'll sure. see what we come up with here as we uh, shake the dice here and roll it and we are going to come up with the farm scott haskin has called his shot and wow spins a, a cut here from nine lives one that you picked what was it about the farm that made you want to pick this one scott you know i was thinking actually uh, about a couple of the songs that were on um, permanent vacation and how they had that feeling of you know everybody just sitting on the porch somebody's got a, a milk jug somebody's got a little scraper and you know they're all just kind of singing together i thought it might be a song that had that kind of feel to it well, are you in for a surprise, my friend? <laughs> we, 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 we've covered a few songs off of Nine Lives, uh, including uh, Nine Lives, just a few shows ago. Remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah. Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees, Hold My Soul. Uh, we're all songs uh, pink, uh, of course. Uh, the Farm, this is a, a Steven Tyler, a Joe Perry, 
Mark Hudson and Steve Dudas composition. Uh, I don't know much about Steve Dudas or, or Mark Hudson for that matter, but uh, Aerosmith really using a lot of outside writers uh, on this record. I know uh, Marty Fredrickson has a song, Glenn Ballard, Desmond Child, uh, Taylor Rhodes, uh, kind of all over the place. Even Richie Supa, who was in the band for a brief moment during Rock in a Hard Place. So this one should be interesting. Let's uh, go... Take you folks. Uh, last week was 1977. We're going to go 20 years ahead and we're going to take you to 1997. And this is the farm. It's not a place you can get to by a boat or a train. It's far, far away. Do you know what I'm going to say, Corey? What are you going to say? Right off the bat, fucking love the bass line. <laughs> I, nice I and well, heavy, isn't it? I might as well just pre-record that, and we'll just put that in the in the show opener. I, you know, uh, it sounds fantastic. It's, it's gritty. It's got a nice little slide to it. I like that. Uh, I thought the, the dialogue opening was a little weird. Um, it's interesting that they threw in a little bit of Wizard of Oz, because that was the first thing I thought. Uh, after wondering if Steven Tyler got a sex change. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he, he I don't think it has anything to do with the sex change. Oddly feminine <laughs> in the in the opening. I mean, if, uh, like, just hire somebody to do a voiceover then. Because now it's just awkward. I, I think I mentioned it was their time in rehab. Uh, there's some people thought it was about life in the city. Uh, some think it's about drugs. Uh, apparently, the farm is a slang term for the CIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with the CIA. Um, obviously, there's a Wizard of Oz reference at the beginning there. Um, and the farmers where the characters in the movie are trying to go in order to find the great and powerful Oz to grant them wishes. Um, it, it's kind of, kind of a, a trippy song here. Lyrically, really pay attention to the lyrics. And, and let's try and get your interpretation of them here. Okay. So I, I always kind of took the farm as being rehab. Because uh, there's a cockroach in my coffee, there's a needle in my arm, and I feel like New York City, which is where you go to get strung out and all your drugs and stuff, get me to the farm, get you away from that, is kind of what I thought when I was listening to it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it as rehab, but if you hadn't told me the rehab connection, I probably would have thought it was just some place, he, like his escape. Uh, you know, whether it be like... Uh, you know the river or or just some you know place he can go to be alone and get away from the the hectic life i can tell you i have had a cockroach in my coffee and it is the most hideous thing ever as i i'm a huge coffee drinker and um that i i hate wasted coffee and i hate cockroaches so you put those two things together and it really upsets me uh the needle in the arm that's that's an obvious one but but you know the new york city thing that could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people because there's people that love the hustle and bustle and that might be exciting there's people that that can't handle new york city at all 
because um, it's a pretty intense place. So that that could really go either way. But the last line of there that get me to the farm tells me he doesn't want any of that. He doesn't want the needle. He doesn't want New York City. Um, he might want coffee, but not with a cockroach in it. So that's definitely a I need to get out of here. Desperation sound. Great music behind it, too. Kind of has a, a Beatles uh, little slant uh, going into those uh, verses, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I'm really glad you pointed that out. Uh, I like the feel of it, though. I think it's a really nice transition. I like also the way that he was saying, get me to the farm, because he's he sounds a little bit out of his mind. Like, I really can't handle this. I need to go now. And I'm feeling a little more desperation uh, and, and sense of urgency, which I, I like. I think it really works for the song. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, the song is very urgent and mm -hmm. it's very intense. Uh, kind of a nice change of pace from the other songs we've got on this album, like Hole in My Soul or Pink or, or anything like that. Uh, I always really kind of dug this one. Uh, and, and it comes after a song called Ain't That a Bitch and before a song called Crash. It's really sequenced really, really well uh, on this record. So let, let's get back to the farm, shall we? Yeah, he's he's really getting more desperate, isn't he? Like, Get me to the farm. I love that verse, though. I got terminal uh, uniqueness. I'm an egocentric man. I get caught up in my freakness, but I ain't no Peter Pan. Yeah, that, that's that, a great I, verse. I thought that was a great verse. Yeah, it is, and and even more so for me was just the way he sang it. The 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 he's leveling up the desperation throughout the song, and I I really like. I kind of want to reach in the song and just get him the hell out of there. As an as an empath, that's gonna hit. That was just gold. Absolute gold. I'm so loving that slide in the bass right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before the solo, that last vocal section, that really had uh, an, like an I am the walrus feel to it. Didn't it? Mm -hmm. Just that kind of almost marching choppy vocal uh, cacophony of sound on top of it. Uh, that was a really cool part. Even the effect on the vocal kind of harkens back to, to John Lennon because mm -hmm. I, I don't know what, what you know, what, what, what kind of compressor they ran him through, but whatever, like whatever they ran it through, it, it sounds like he's, I don't know, almost underwater, almost buried by something. Buckle up, straight jacket, sanity is such a drag, jelly bean, Thorazine, transcendental jet lag, this kind of stream of consciousness, like get me the fuck out of here, mother load, pigeonholed, I feel like I'm going to explode. Like you really get that. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I don't know if it was maybe like a modulator or something that they used on it, because uh, it's a little bit buried in the mix, but it, it definitely uh, is a perfect effect. It, again, it goes to that I'm, I'm losing my mind feel. Yeah. And, and I love that just, it's buried in the mix. Yeah. He's almost yeah. like buried in the music, right? And he's trying to get out before he explodes. And then you get into a, a really cool sounding guitar solo. I don't know if it's my favorite Joe Perry guitar solo, but I love his guitar tone, like his sound. And then again, like you said, that sliding bass on there. Uh, I don't hear a lot of Brad. I was really focusing on Tom and Joe on that one. Well, how can you not? I mean, they're just dominating the space. You almost forget there's a drummer. <laughs> you know, but the, I guess the kind of feeling for me that I'm getting from this song is if you've ever uh, been on your back in water and you lower your head down and you see like the water cascading in from both sides and it's just kind of taking over your field of vision. That's what this song feels like to me. Only you don't like you're afraid of drowning. Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep going. Well, does it get any more Beatles than that? I know. <laughs> I mean, if they, it, it, I really think they had just listened to Magical Mystery Tour and said, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. But every, we'll put the whole album in one song. Uh, what what did you think of, of this, the the dead stop in a follow the yellow brick road? Uh, I like that change because again it just kind of fits in with the the insanity that he's feeling. Uh, so it made sense. I I just I don't I wish they would have used a voice that wasn't Stevens for that. Like really mm -hmm. make it because now it's like he's telling himself to follow the yellow brick road, and I I would like that to be an outside source. I think would make more sense. I get that. That's a good suggestion. I could get on yeah. board with that. So we're getting a little repetitive here uh, with the last refrain. I don't know. Is that throwing you off at all? You know, I, normally I would probably not like that as much. And that is one thing that, that it's pretty common for them to just like from this point of the song to just be repeating. But what I like about this is his vocals were uh, in a different time signature than the rest of the song. And it really just gave this surreal, I don't even know what's going on in the room kind of feel. And I really like that. Plus, I, I could just listen to this bass line all day, to be honest. <laughs> and what is Steven's better vocal performances, especially on this album? Like, uh, I yeah. think he's really killing it on this track. Yeah, this album has not been a huge hit with me so far, but this this track is pretty amazing, I have to say. You're right. This is, this is a lost gem. Yep. 
believe. All right. Oh, what the hell? There we go. Though that that's actually from the Wizard of Oz. You got a little bit of uh, the the ending of, of the the score of the Wizard of Oz, and then those final lines were delivered by the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, Dorothy, and uh, the Scarecrow. Probably cost them more to license that than it did to record the entire album. <laughs> and maybe that's why they're going for that one section. That's why Stephen had to do the voice at the beginning and in the middle there. So that's very pop. But I mean, even if they would have used someone else in the band would have been I would have preferred that just not him leading himself because yeah. really he's calling and the whole show, song is that he's calling out to somebody to get him out of there so it doesn't really make sense that he's leading himself out yeah I don't know man that's the farm from nine lives we got a discussion to happen here now Mr. Haskin uh this is not released as a single so if it's going to go on a mixtape it's going to be on side a uh, the deep cut side, we have Rats in the Cellar, Moving Out, No More, No More, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Seasons of Wither, I'm Down, Sight for Sore Eyes, and Combination. Holy cow. This one could be a little tougher. I like the farm quite a bit. I think it might deserve a spot on there. Well, you know, I think if we're going to be fair, because you as the host have a tendency to always throw it to the guests, and I think what we should do is switch off every week. And last week, you gave me the choice, so I think this week you should go first. Let's see. I tell you what, I, last week we had the discussion about moving out. We did. And if we were going to take moving out off, I wouldn't mind it to be something like this. This is something a little more unique in the Aerosmith catalog. It kind of checks all the boxes for me. Uh, that or Seasons of Wither is another one, which of course mm. is is a great song, but does it encompass? Does it check as many boxes as the farm for me? What was your color grade on Seasons of Wither? Light green, so it was one that I really liked. But uh, I will say the farm is dark green, so that would uh, would take precedence. But again, it's it's not just about which song is better. It's about what's the most well rounded, you know, tape to give somebody to go. You're going to find something on here you like. Yeah. Uh, I could go with Seasons of Wither, though. I think I think this is something that's unique enough where it deserves a spot. Um, I hate to remove it because it's such a good song, but at the same point, <laughs> uh, if we're going more well-rounded, I would say that this would be a fine song to replace it with. Now, would you try and make an argument for moving out instead? I'm willing to listen. I, I could make that argument, but I think... I understand how passionate you are about that song, at least for now. So uh, I, I would say if you're willing to throw Seasons of Wither off uh, the mixtape for now in favor of this, I, I would get behind that. Seasons of Wither tells a, a really great story, as does The Farm. I think The Farm musically, I enjoy more than Seasons of Wither. Uh, a little more contemporary. we got a lot of older tracks uh, on the deep cut side. Yeah. We've only got uh, Girl Keeps Coming Apart. And I guess I'm down as from Permanent Vacation, but nothing really from the later stages of Aerosmith's career. And uh, I think there's some real gems uh, on those final albums, including this one. So, yeah, my vote would be for Scenes of Wither. I'll go with that. Uh, the other thing, too, is that we, uh, you know, we, we don't have a lot of newer stuff, but I think this is a song that really encompasses the history of the band because so much of what they've done was revolving around drugs and whether they were successful or not successful. I think to, to tell that story as part of their tape, I think that's I think it's pretty vital. And, you know, we, we got a lot of uh, tracks where other members of the band stand out. To me, this is a, it was always a Steven track. 
Like, I yeah, know the bass oh, line yeah. is cool. Like, the band is great. But mm-hmm. to me, Steven stands out as being the hero uh, on the farm. So I'm very happy mm-hmm. that it has now found a home on side A of our mixtape. That's two weeks in a row we've replaced the song, Scott. Here we're thinking, man, it's going to be really tough to knock any of these songs <laughs> off. We've done it twice in a row. We're just getting rid of them left and right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Now that means you got to put a new song on the mixtape, my friend. Mixtape. I do, don't I? You okay, got to put it on let's... the dice. Holy cow. I, I've been up too long here. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Well, uh, I'm going to go with an album that uh, I don't don't know much from. How about we go with uh, the song Something is not a Beatles cover, is it? No. Okay. Let's go with something. So we're going to go brand new again. This is well, not brand new. I guess it was 2012, but music from another dimension. That's our second track uh, from that album on the uh, dice right now. Scott has put something on there. So just to recap on the dice, uh, Jig is up. Home tonight, we all fall down. Out of your head, Roadrunner, and something. So I tell you, that's going to be something next week when we reconvene to roll the dice one more time. Scott Haskin, let the fine folks know what you got coming up and where they can find you. Well, hopefully uh, by the time this comes out, I'll be uh, 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 almost done moving the Haskincast podcast, and you should be looking for the audiobook for book two of the Universal Court, and uh, more podcasts for uh, the Haskincast podcast, and um, yeah, then I'll uh, probably have another soundtrack released pretty soon uh, on my Bandcamp page, but everything you can find is on my website at scotthaskin.com. Perfect. And you can uh, catch us on Twitter at uh, BT Aerosmith. Uh, Scott Haskin has taken over that account. Uh, So by all means, uh, drop us a line and let us know if you're enjoying the show. And if you're not enjoying the show, just go away. Just move on with your life. That's all you need to do. No need to try and ruin anybody else's day. Just just fuck off, if if you wouldn't mind. (laughs) But if you like the show, please come join us and, and give us your opinion and let us know. Are we out to lunch taking seasons of Wither off for the farm? I don't know. Let us know. You know, let, let's spark up a conversation. Be be respectful and, and let's talk it out. But if you want to see me on my other shows, uh, you got issues. But they are. And the podcast will rock with Mark Meyer talking all things Van Halen. Backtrack steam music with uh, John Mariano. And uh, what am I doing with Kevin Brown? It's called the Ultimate Catalog Clash, the UCC. Coming your way August 1st. Season 1 is all Phil Collins era Genesis. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so you can catch me on there. Uh, but until next week, on behalf of the sexiest man in podcasting, Scott Haskin, my name is Corey Marsa. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, let's give the final word to Steven Tyler.